Hey, Jory. Hi, Cameron. Um, you ever seen the movie with Sam Worthington, Clash of Titans? I don't know who Sam Worthington is, and I think that's a movie I saw. Didn't that get a sequel? Yes, it Let did. me see. I know I didn't see I don't movie, even know if Clash of Titans was a real name. I... <laughs> Let me see. Clash of Titans. Sam Worthington. Yep. Yeah. Sam Worthington's Avatar Man. Okay, so there's a Clash of the Titans 1981. Mm-hmm. Clash of the Titans 2010, which they're in the same universe, I, I fucking guess. Yeah. According to Wikipedia. And then yeah. there's Wrath of the Titans, which came out two years later. I remember seeing commercials for Clash of the Titans. I, I, saw, like, cl- I saw This looks theaters. like a dumb, this looks like a dumb uh, CGI movie. I'm 16-year-old Jory, and I'm already filled with this kind of cynicism that he still carries on ten years later. Um, well, c- cynical 16-year-old Jory was right. It was a dumb CGI movie. It was fine. But I saw it because I was just convinced. Did you think it was, like, going to be God of War in movie form? I, I just was, like, Avatar was good. Sam Worthington's going to be the next big thing. <laughs> Aged like milk, baby. Uh, but speaking of clashes... Some champions clash of clans. Clans. This We're oh clash yeah. of can- clans podcast clash. clash this is now a clash of clans podcast. Um, so Jory Hogrider. <laughs> okay, so not clash of titans or clash of clans. Clash of clash champ- of belts. Be- yeah, the belts. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 WWE's Clash of Champions, a stipulation I always get mixed up with Survivor Series because it would make more sense if Survivor Series was called Clash of Champions because the champions clash uh, at Survivor Series. But I'll make sure not to make that mistake this week because I, I just talked about it. So um, Here, Here's the problem. Clash of Champions is a name they acquired when they bought WCW. Oh. So, otherwise, they probably would have that, but uh, Survivor Series was made to combat with Starcade, so pe- because people would be like, yeah, which, paper do, which pay-per-view do I want to buy in November? It's like, Vince didn't want people buying Starcade, so he's like, I'll just make our own fucking pay-per-view. Why don't they run Starcade every year as, like, not a house show, as a pay-per-view? I don't get it. Um, Because they didn't think of it. Uh, Clash of Champions are able to paste on a forced stipulation of... Every single belt defended on the show, but for some reason, the match before the main event is a non-title match. For some reason, a I mean, match? I, I know the reason why, because of who's involved, but it still feels real bad. Especially considering there's a, there's a non-title match that was actually for something that could have taken that spot. Yep. Yeah, the King of the Ring match that ended up happening on Raw. But, um... We talked off air a little bit before this about Clash of Champions. This was not a good pay-per-view, barring one or two moments. Um, And we're going to skim through a lot of it. Uh, Because it didn't... The stipulation of Clash of Champions wasn't conducive to creating interesting matches because half these belts are never on TV. So you just randomly see the New Day after them not being on TV for two weeks because they were injured by the Revival. So there's a little bit to that one, but... There's also too many belts. Yeah, there's, there is too many belts to be having a stipulation like all of them are defended on one card. 
I think they could probably work around this as if they did like a winner takes all sort of event, but they put like two belts into one match. That'd be good. Yeah, every Clash of Champions has one winner take all match. So, or there's a uh, match. I I think it was WrestleMania match where it was like Kurt Angle, Triple H, and Chris Jericho, where it was the heavyweight title and the WWE championship. There's one I'm thinking of where first pinfall got one belt, second pinfall got the other belt. That's cool. I like that. That's like that's that a good a that that's a good way to do it instead of a winner takes all because at least like you can use some strategy to it. Like if you want to keep the belt that you currently have, or if you want to, if you don't like, you go in. IC champion goes in, and they're up for the WWE championship. They're like, I don't give a shit about the IC title. That one's that one has better spots on pay per views. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they can be like they can take that first of all. Same reason, the same thing I said about uh, Gargano, Adam Cole at the last takeover is like he should just take that first fucking pin real quick or like something so he can get straight into the street fight. And he kind of did that. Like that's that's yeah. smart. That's a smart yeah. idea. That's a way you can go about it. At least you add like weird stakes to it. Like like when uh, uh Seth Rollins was IC champ a year ago. And his big thing was like proving this workhorse belt, whatever. If he was in a match for for something, he'd be like, you know what? I'm not all that concerned about the the world title because I've made this thing a big deal, and I'm I'm more invested in it. He could say something like that. The Miz did and, a lot of that too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, and there's say, good they can, story they can you condense can have this too. stuff. Yeah, there's good storylines you can have too. Like I imagine that that um. That Triple H, Jericho, who was the other person in that match? Eddie? You said Kurt Angle. You could have Triple H just be like, yeah, I'm, walk- I'm going to walk away with both those belts. And when he leaves with none, it's funny because he's a cocky dick. Yeah. We're going to skim through the first half of the card. We started on the pre-show with uh, Cruiserweight title match. Lince Dorado and Humberto Carrillo face Drew Gulak in a triple threat match for the Cruiserweight title. Pretty good match. Actually, probably one of the be- probably one of the better ones on the card overall. I missed most of it because I had to go get dinner, and uh, the the only thing I saw was a uh, new two hundred five live commentator D.L. Madden was yeah was wearing a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure tie, which I thought was really funny that he a care uh, a wrestler whose finisher is named after the theme song to an anime, whose first name as a wrestler is a reference to an anime character who is a reference to the musician and then his last name is because he likes Madden and he used to play football. He used to be a Browns player, I think. He was like, played de- a defensive position for the Browns. Dio Madden. Oh, yeah. He's, okay. Is he not going to wrestle anymore, though? Uh, I'm not sure. Dio Madden. He- that's a good name. That's a, just a really good, like, his uh, his indie name is was Marcellus Black. Okay. And his actual name is Brennan Williams. That's weird. Oh, oh, he didn't play for the Browns. Played for Texans, Jaguars, Patriots. He's only he only played for the Texans. He was on practice squad for the other two. All right. Because cool. I, I felt I felt like when they gave him the rebranding of of the name, I thought he's probably gonna be showing up on NXT TV. Because I know he's like good friends with like Keith Lee and Woods and stuff, just cause nerd shit. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, 
yeah, it was a pretty good. It was a pretty good match. Um, Humberto Carrillo got to show off his stuff in front of a pay per view crowd. Um, Lince Dorado is immaculate as usual, but Gulak <laughs> keeps the belt. It's, it's really it. He kind of <laughs> snuck it off of someone else's finisher. The other pre-show match was really bad and pointless. Kind of buried well, somebody. Uh, that's what Vince McMahon wants, supposedly oh. from backstage rumors. Dave Meltzer says that Vince McMahon doesn't like Cedric Alexander, so he wants him buried. So one guy doesn't like Cedric, and the other guy he specifically hired to make the show better loves Cedric. Yeah. One of those people has to lose, and we know which one it's going to be. <laughs> Rip Cedric. Well, as soon as it announced for the pre-show, I was like, well, there it goes. I don't need to, I don't need to find, I don't, I, I know who's going to win. <laughs> I didn't get to see this match, but yeah, it was, it was fine. That's really all I got to say about it. They, the OC came out and beat the shit out of Cedric afterwards, so nice. nothing happened. Uh, Sucks to be him. Yep, just getting buried on the pre-show. Uh, then we opened the card with the Raw Tag Team Championship match between uh, Braun Str- Raw Tag Team Champions Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins against the new makeshift team of Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. It was an acceptable match. It was okay. I think anything that Ziggler's in, he really elevates. Especially with the his like famouser setup and how often he jumps on people's backs. That could usually gets the crowd gasping in some way. Yeah. Otherwise, it was fine. I don't know how dialed in I was to the pay-per-view at this point yet, but... I didn't expect what happened to happen, but I probably should have. Maybe I did say it was going to happen last week on the show. I don't as, exactly as, remember. As soon as uh, Rude and Ziggler won, I was like, hmm. But the uh, Viking Raiders are going to gonna beat them soon. <laughs> yeah, Viking Raiders and um, they're advertising AOP on Raw and SmackDown through vignettes. Yeah. I, I have a theory about that. We'll talk about when we talk about uh, cru- 205 Live Cruiserweight Superstar Mike Kanellis. Oh, okay. I have a theory of what they're doing. All right, all right. Um, yeah, I, I feel like they're going to be transitional just because I think they're doing two things with it. They want to make Robert Roode not a fucking joke, which he's been a joke for, like... Most of his... Ma- since he dropped the United States title. Pretty close, yes. Yeah. He had that weird feud with Elias, and that just kind of faded off because they decided... Uh, feuds without a title that aren't main eventers are pointless. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing I can remember him doing. And then he was Chad Gable's dad for a little bit at the beginning of the year. Remember that? Remember he was Chad Gable's dad? Oh, Jesus. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. F- former Raw Tag Team Champion Robert Roode. His two-time now. No. Yeah. Jesus. It... I think they're trying to build up his stock a little bit because he's a, he's a good wrestler. Uh, the Glorious DDT is cool because, like, for some reason, everyone just fucking ragdolls when he lifts them up, so it looks really mean. Mm, yeah, they do. So it just looks like there's more impact to it when he hits the ground. I wish I had a different name. I don't like the Glorious thing. I don't think I it was ever for me. But that's also because I think people like chanting Glorious is vaguely embarrassing. But but at the same time, as Sami Zayn's music popped, I, like I'm going to myself like whoa. So 
don't you don't have to listen to me. That one's <laughs> less embarrassing, the Sami Zayn one, I'd say, but I don't I don't love either of them. <laughs> How would you feel if I told you I saw a video once of a of a of a groom walking down the aisle to the Bobby Roode theme and doing all the poses and stuff? Uh I'd believe it because I feel like that's something that you don't even need to be a wrestling thing to be like this is something that'd be cool for a wedding. Yeah. If you check on Spotify, um, it's, Bobby it's one of the top like the yeah. third most played. It's like it's behind AJ Styles and I um, think the Fiends is currently the top one because something that's super cool that Spotify does. This is now a Spotify podcast. Is if something's like trending, <laughs> they'll they'll push it. They'll push it up on the the top songs. So oh. like if especially if a band like Fall Out Boy that's been, well Fall Out Boy isn't a good example because all their new shit gets way more plays. But if like a band releases a new album and they're pretty established and they've like, we'll take an artist like, I don't know, a, a pop artist like Justin Bieber, let's say. If he Ariana releases Grande. a new song, her, they release a new song, all their other like radio hits are going to be way up there. But they're not going to be number one because this new song is getting more traffic. So I think I'm going to check right now. WWE. Uh, let Me In is top one the the game batista time is now john cena age of styles orton other triple h seth rollins Ooh. smackdown alistair black looks like he's dropped off so maybe that's how they knew they had to they had to pick Do shit up it's like oh, fuck he's not on spotify, spotify anymore yeah. cfos are looking at their pay at their spotify royalties it's like what the fuck this is five dollars smaller than last month <laughs> You yeah, don't make money off of streaming, boys. No. No, you don't. But God bless it. Yeah. And we've talked about stuff with this match longer than the next match was. Yeah. SmackDown Women's Championship match between Charlotte Flair and SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey. Uh, it was like five minutes long. It was pretty solid. Charlotte taking the the work it got, to Bailey. It it got the point right across. Bailey is yeah. actually heel. We know so because on Monday, Corey Graves was praising her. That's how you know. I think I think even though Sasha is a heel, he still won't praise Sasha, which is whatever. Yeah. At least if there's like consistency there. I'm fine with that. Like a little bit of consistency is nice. Yeah. That he still doesn't like Sasha. Um, but with uh, and she. Removed a pad from the turnbuckle and just fucking Charlotte domed herself on it. <laughs> and she 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 won, and I I like this is only good just because of how we've seen Bailey as a character. Is it's really funny for her to do that, and then she like it's it's less believable when someone like Dolph Ziggler is a cowardly heel. Like he wins, and then he like cowardly get, runs out of the ring, grabs the belt, and runs because it's like. He he should be used to this shit. He should be like pompous about it, or like a lot of heels. But with Bailey, it's like a little kid learning they can do bad, bad things. Stuff. Yeah. So she's grabbing. It. She looks like scared. Like, oh god, I just did that. Yeah. She and she ran out. And then did you see her? Uh, did you see her tweet? Uh, someone not. was like, "Why'd you run away that that fast?" And she was like, "I left my hair straightener on in the back." <laughs> That's really good. It's pretty funny. Um, so yeah, that happened. After that, 
The New Day defended their SmackDown Tag Team titles against The Revival, who they've had some and issues with lost. recently. Yeah. That's... Conserva Sons are going to make the Conserva Dead proud. It was a fine match. They just sold more of the injuries on Woods and feels bad for them. But uh, I think it's... it's Revival looks better. New Day doesn't need a tag title reign right now. So yeah, it's it's better that way. I think it was pretty pretty much just a transition match on a pay per view, completely unnecessary. Um, after that, women's tag team title match between Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross and Fire and Desire. Uh, I don't remember this match. Oh, I do remember this match. This is the match where. Um, R-Truth and Carmella, they were doing something earlier. They were the, they were the, they were like pretending to be like. Be part of the crew, yeah. 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 And R-Truth announced he was there, basically. Yeah, and Alexa Bliss made it worse by yelling it into the fucking, the boom mic, and then everyone came running. And then in the middle of their match against Fire and Desire, Alexa Bliss tried to roll up R-Truth for the 24-7 title, which that would have been very on brand for the Alexa Bliss push. That would have been very on brand. I would have believed that. Yeah. I I think they successfully defended him. I think it's just this made Nikki look good. Uh, yes, because I of don't the think, whole "you're ugly" thing with yeah. Mandy. And yeah, her. I don't think this this these belts are gonna move until uh, Nikki and Alexa have their falling out. It's bound to happen. Within the next three to four months, probably, yeah. Pretty soon, I'd imagine. Not really hopefully, but... It'd be nice to see something happen with them. They've just been... Pals for... Yeah. A little bit. It hasn't really evolved into anything, but it's fine that it hasn't. I think... That Alexa Bliss as 24-7 champion, at least for a day, would have been good. That would have been fine. Yeah. Would have been, it would have been funny. She could have just yelled at everyone to get away from her and it would have worked. And then she could have been like, eh, never mind. The way I would have booked it is like, I don't need her just going like, I don't need this thing. And then, all right, then the belt sucks then, you know. They've done that enough already. That's true. That's true. Uh, after that was Intercontinental Championship match, The Miz versus IC champion Shinsuke Nakamura, accompanied by... His best friend, Sami Zayn. I... Nakamura wins. There's not shit to talk about with this. It was uh, something, something to do. The most, two most notable things. It's really funny that Sami Zayn was wearing a neck brace after his <laughs> attack by The Undertaker. And uh, they, they had to avoid saying Chris Jericho's name. Oh, yeah, they do anytime they talk about, uh... That's like, uh, they renamed the Codebreaker for Ricochet. Did you notice that on Monday? What do they, what do they call it now? The Recoil, which is, that's a good name for it. It's yeah, a little, yes. it's a little embarrassing because of the noise in Ricochet's yeah. music. So, that's, I don't like that part, but it's a, it's a good, good name for the move, but, because he does the Codebreaker. I was hoping that the Ricochet noise would go away. Nope. But it's never going away. Yeah. Miz still has the title. Now we get to the uh, care about the show show portion of the night. 
Yeah, with the Raw Women's Championship match between Raw Women's Champion, the man Becky Lynch, and the boss, Sasha Banks, this was a really good match. Yeah. Lots of good submissions from these two. They, they're, both their finishers are submissions, obviously. Disarmor and the bank statement. Um, but it's really when the match started to break down is when it got to be real good. I mean, the match itself had everyone on their feet and was like a really good quality match. But it got to a point where shit got wild. And that was like unbelievable. So who whose side were you on going into this match? Did you want our champion to win or did you want the the evil dastardly bad guy Sasha Banks to win? That one. That one. I don't I don't dislike Becky Lynch or think her reign should end, but I like Sasha Banks a lot and it's probably time to do something. I liked I liked this. I think the the spot that I I was like I was about to jump up. It wasn't so exciting I jumped up. It wasn't uh, Kofi uh, hitting the Trouble in Paradise at the Elimination Chamber jump up. It was... uh, (laughs) Or Kofi kicking out of the knee at Elimination Chamber jump up. But when Sasha went for two of the backstabbers and then immediately transitioned into a perfect bank statement... I was was like, like, that's it. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. (laughs) I got all, like, breathy. Yeah. (laughs) I was I was one hundred percent convinced that that was the end of the match. <laughs> but it's smart. They definitely would not have her lose cleanly to Sasha. They definitely <laughs> wouldn't have that happen. That's like a mania caliber thing for Sasha <laughs> Banks to beat Be- Becky Lynch clean. She uh, she jumped, brought a chair into the ring, and was just trying to use the chair and Becky grabs the chair and she she goes to hit Sasha with the chair because th- nothing bad happens to her she hits her with the chair so who gives a shit and uh she knocked the ref the fuck out yeah she did like most of the time when they take out a ref it feels really like stupid like why, why would they be injured for five minutes because someone tripped over them? But this foot, this was a little bit more real. The ref took that chair shot. Sasha's like, "Oh fuck, she can hit me with that chair," and, and she she doesn't take a loss, so she tries to run out. And then they brawl throughout the arena, which is a thing we haven't had happen at a pay per view in in a while. I'm not counting the falls count anywhere. Matt, last man standing between a Braun and and Lashley, but damn, that was that was nuts. <laughs> Becky Lynch poured mustard on Sasha Banks at one point. I, I didn't like that. That was I didn't like that either. It the reason why I, did, I didn't like it is just because Sasha had to spend like five ten five like five to eight more minutes just with mustard on her back. Yeah, <laughs> that's gross. Yeah, it's very curse. <laughs> they have already announced a match for uh, Hel- a rematch for Hell in a Cell in Hell in a Cell. Yeah, since this ended Sa- with Sasha Banks had the first women's Hell in a Cell match against Charlotte. So yeah, so it should be pretty good. Yeah, it should be pretty good. 
it uh the, the match ended just because uh Becky was just beating the shit out of Sasha and put her in a disarmor through the chair mm. and Sasha was like just screaming as as Becky was like putting her in there yeah ref, the officials have to pull her off which I didn't feel like uh, Sasha exactly deserved that, but yeah, they're definitely they're definitely making it out like she's like really really bad. It's like if it was Natalia putting her in like a sharpshooter with her body through that, I'd be like, yeah. Uh, see, <laughs> told her her dad's in hell. Like that's that's fucked up. That's like. <laughs> it it that that's more real heat than Ruby Riot stomping on sunglasses. <laughs> that was like cartoonish, <laughs> and then Sasha Banks doing that was like, uh, oh no. So a lot of the heat was with Natalia, who Becky Lynch. They never explained away the fucking attacking Natalia while she was training thing, which was weird. Uh, I just remember that they just kind of abandoned that. I don't even remember it, I guess. It was just like, they showed like a pre-show thing. It was like a faraway shot to where, in my brain, I was like, oh, they're going to reveal it wasn't actually her, and there's like a third person meddling. But no, this is, she's fucking attacked Natalia while she's training, but she's the man, and she can do what she wants. I feel like that's kind of the thing they're going, and she's the man. She's definitely not just female (laughs) stone cold. Nope. Do you like reversals, Jory? (laughs) Yes. It's fantastic chock full of them for you if you like reversals that's what's that's what's so good about kofi kingston is he just he he before the match started he pressed start and he turned on unlimited reversals (laughs) and he he did it against someone who has a ton of reversible moves like the most reversible moves so very smart um do you have Anything specific you want to say about this match? Um, I wish Kofi could have just actually kicked out of the RKO. <laughs> yeah, that's not yeah. gonna ever happen. No, but that's why it's so reversed because it's like we gotta <laughs> we gotta make it to where it's not just an insta win, you know? <laughs> you you see him hit that that stunner pose and then it's just over. We gotta <laughs> prolong that somehow, but. Yeah, I wish he would. That uh, but... and that counter for that clothesline counter to an SOS is real smooth. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I I feel like Kofi becoming WWE champion, and this isn't just because we get to see him wrestle more. Um, it's kind of like put a pep in his step to where everything he does is just better. Like you go back a year ago, and we'd be like, we'd be talking. Man, these guys are good in the ring. Let them wrestle singles matches more. Like we'd say that about all three of the New Day, which is still yeah. still true. Still, Woods yep. and Biggie need to wrestle singles more. Um, you got a f- you got the full gamut of wrestling archetypes with those three. <laughs> yeah, and I I just I feel like it it could just be they're like allowing him these matches that let him show off the of stuff, but. Part of me wants to believe that that title, like, sparked something in him personally. Yeah. It's... 
It was it was really good from both of them. They both seemed on it, and they both seemed like they were very impassioned by the natural storyline. Um, yeah. I I would say if you're gonna watch one match from Clash of Champions, watch Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks. But because that ends on a cliffhanger, watch this one instead. If you have <laughs> to watch one match, watch Kofi versus Orton because they're they're very technical. It's it's very showy with all of the reversals too. It's very emotional. Um, at the, the ending to this match, you want to run me through that because that's excellent. Whew. So, oh man, <laughs> it, it was it was so good. He, he Randy Orton got the RKO, and I'm I'm feeling real bad. Yeah, but, I, but, I was like I was like gonna cry. I was like little kid welling up, like <laughs> God damn it. Kofi put his leg up onto the bottom rope, and then Kofi's laying there dead, and Orton's just like he's looking fucking pissed, and he goes to the corner and he sets he gets in like a stance, and he's like oh oh shit he's bringing back this move the one he's not allowed to do because it actually fucking injures people. Oh shit! He's yeah. going to he's going to injure. He's going to meta game wrestling and injure Kofi. It's like it's like when you're playing D and D and you uh you set up a quest for your your adventures to go fight a Gorgon and then one of them goes, "I want to buy a mirror," and and then you tell them your character wouldn't know to bring a mirror against them, and then the person because they think the tabletop game is a video game, they can go, "Yeah, huh, whatever." That's what that's what Randy Orton was doing. Is he's like, I I I know this is scripted, but if I just injure him, maybe I'll get the I'll get the I'll get the title, and it'll make me a better heel because I'm metagamed. <laughs> so so he goes to just fucking kick Kofi's head off, but uh, Kofi just like dodges it and hits him with the smoothest, closest, hardest hitting trouble in paradise yet for a clean pin. Oh man, it was, it was good. Like I said, if you're gonna watch one match from Clash of Champions, this <laughs> is the one to watch. Uh, Kofi retains against his longtime rival. Who will his next challenger be? So we'll talk it, about it, that a little bit later. It, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan is next. Uh, yeah, the big dog against uh, big uh, big Rowan in this feud that has gone on for a little bit now. A little bit the, of the red tree. Uh, this feud would be better if it wasn't the main event of SmackDown every week. Like if story he, progression wasn't the main event of SmackDown, it just he, it feels weird. If they did something, it would be fine if it was the main event. If they did something earlier in the show and it wasn't just we're gonna see Daniel Bryan and Rowan and and Roman Reigns, like if they actually, because you know how like this is casual wrestling fan podcast. We both grew up watching Attitude Era wrestling. Remember how you would get several backstage vignettes throughout the course of. Uh, a show back in 2000, 2001, 2002, leading up to the main event happening? Yeah. If we were doing that with this, fine. 
we were getting like an interview with Roman, an interview with Rowan, which we did get on Tuesday. I can't say that that, that didn't happen. And then maybe like some sort of weird altercation, and then the main event was that. See, it'd what, be what? it'd be fine, but we're not. We're just we're literally getting like yeah, Daniel Bryan and Rowan and Roman Reigns, and then it just happens at the end, and. It just amplifies the mediocre writing of the whole feud, too. Because there's even less to build off of, and then it's the thing you're supposed to be like, oh, that's the most important thing, which... Why wouldn't Kofi be the most important thing, then? That 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 brings up something that I wish they'd just do, is instead of uh, always cutting to fucking the announced team being like, Here's what's coming up. Here's here's the next thing that's happening. Uh, what I recall them doing is it'd come back from commercial and it'd, it'd have, like, a Titantron type thing. And it would be like... It would have uh, a clip playing with JR or someone being like, and here's what happened over the commercial break. And it'd be like Stone Cold just, like, beating the shit out of someone in the locker room. Yeah. Y- yep. Like, I wish or we, we got be... that. Or it would be that here's here's I've just realized it's a running joke and a continuously brought up thing. It would be <laughs> Dean Malenko or lead on a date. Like it'd be just yeah something dumb like that. Like you know they really should position Otis and Mandy to do Dean Malenko Lita stuff. That'd be funny. <sighs> That'd be really funny. Yes. Have you been following that on Instagram? Uh, I have not. He once, uh, like maybe once or twice a week, he has an Instagram post about his queen, Mandy Rose. <laughs> it's they're actually gonna end up like married or something. It's gonna be weird. Um, look up his Instagram right now. That sounds really <laughs> fucking good. His oh, Instagram's I, Otis, very good. Otis Dozovich Instagram, October twenty seventh, twenty eighteen. He has been doing this for a while. Yep. Hashtag He's shooting his shot goddess. through a fucking, through a uh, a storyline, through a wrestling like a known piece of wrestling knowledge. He's shooting his shot. This is good. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it's really, it's really funny. And she and she doesn't. She's not like in super kayfabe going like oh gross ew she's like leaving hearts on the posts and going like oh my god thank you otis so much like they're they're I'm... doing it's they're positioning it for a really good moment where a writer's like hey they've been doing this thing let's make it bigger i i for one am happy that wwe may soon have representation for an e-girl and reply guy I broke oh Cameron. <laughs> I just learned what Reply Guy was like a week ago, and Reply Guy is hilarious. <laughs> I I like the term, the other term, like 4chan where it does use is Orbiter, which isn't nearly as funny. It's just... Orbiter... Kind of, orbiter sounds like scarier, so... Yeah, Orbiter <laughs> sounds like there's a... Like a, there's a difference, cooler ways stalker? Not Basically, cooler, yeah. Then. There's like, I think there's like a difference, like... Orbiter is like saving all of her selfies from Instagram and Twitter. Reply guy is just being like, "You look so good here." Yeah. And we, hey, we've all been a reply guy at one point or another, right? Like, uh, I'll be, I'll be Roman Reigns reply guy. 
Looking good, big dog. Looking good, big dog. He had a no DQ match against Eric Rowan. That's what we were trying to talk about here. We started uh, talking about Dean Winko and Lita. Look at that. <laughs> On brand. I don't remember this match. I'm gonna be I real remember here. what happened at the end of the match. If you just want to go to that, I don't remember. Uh, it, it wasn't I, I very rem- long, from what I remember. He, it, well, yeah, it wasn't too long. Uh, I remember them just fighting a lot, and they they tried to they did the camera thing again. Yeah, <laughs> and then out of nowhere, former Intercontinental Champion Luke Harper comes out and attacks. Roman, and because it's a no DQ match, you can just do whatever the fuck you want. So they did the the Bludgeon Brothers thing where they hit each other and then threw, uh, one to the other, and then got an Iron Claw win. And uh, this this is I said it quickly, but it's it's fucking wild that Eric Rowan, who just recently got his first name back. And Luke Harper, who just got his first name back, and is on on TV since the Andre the Giant Battle Royale. That's the last time we saw him. Was it? Was he in the Saudi Arabia one or no? No. Okay. That was around the time everyone was like, "He gone. He going to AEW. He gone." And something's big planned for them. They get a. It's a no DQ match, so I'm. I can say that it was a pretty clean pin on Roman. It's, it's at least a legal pin. It's not some, like, heel fuckery, because they're allowed to do this. Roman could have been like, Hey, Seth, I know you got a, you had a match earlier and we wrestled. You have to wrestle later, but can you help me out, dog? Like, he could have done that. That's his only friend. He could have called yeah. up his other friend, Cedric Alexander, who got obliterated earlier in the card. Like, he could have called up any any face, basically, and be like, Hey, yo, dog, help me out. Ooh-ah. But... No, he didn't. <laughs> Yo, dog, help me out. Ooh-ah. That's how Roman Air- ends every... His text <laughs> signature is ooh-ah. <laughs> his text signature and then, like, a weird Bible quote. <laughs> He's that what's guy. The, what's the one athletes really like? Phil, Phil, I can't ever say it. The, the one that looks like Philippines? Phil, Phil, I don't know. Philippians? I don't know what yeah. it is, but I know what you're talking about. It's one, like, every football guy in high school had in their bio. Uh, it's 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 you know why because um john jones the mma fighter he has it tattooed on his chest oh that's so yeah and that's when he that's when he blew up is when we were in high school is when he started to rise to the top of cards so everyone was like that's cool and a lot of like football players started getting it tattooed as well so yeah it's a sports thing and they've, they've got something big planned for this boy if they let him pin roman reigns Oh yeah, they better. They better, and you know Luke Harper's back. It's dope. Yeah, I'm glad he's back. He's a fucking great wrestler, so hopefully he gets to do something big. Main event time. Uh yeah, you looks like, like it's no way, no way Jose versus Apollo Cruz. <laughs> I, I don't know why they're doing face. Oh, you mean. Main event of of the pay per view. <laughs> ha ha! Ah yeah, yeah. Universal Championship between Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman. You're right about finisher spam. Uh, you you know what else you're also right about? What's that? Uh, 
Braun Strowman is now by default he has more HP than Brock Lesnar. <laughs> oh, okay. That's what yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, because how many did it take to down Brock? Three. How many did it take to down Braun? Four, plus another move. That's uh, definitely what they're trying to tell you, is that Braun is bigger and stronger than Brock. Braun, Braun looked like a giant. Uh, since Seth is the one that got pinned backstage, he's like, Seth lost our titles, so he's gonna get these hands. Yeah. Do, do you hear Braun Strowman promos and gag? Is that a normal reaction? Uh, I hear Braun Strowman promos and wish he could just talk. He just says, I- I'm not afraid of anyone and I'll fight. I'll give anyone these hands. I'm here for a fight. And if Seth Rollins wants to fight, I'm going to meet him in that ring and he's going to get these hands. Hey, I'm hearing whatever tonight so I can I can actually compete and be the best there is. And if anybody wants to prove otherwise, they're going to get... It's just the same fucking thing every motherfucking time. It's insane. It's like... Th- it's so boring. So- something got over and then they're like... Oh, we should, uh, we should keep doing this over and over and over and over and over again. Until you hate it. Until you hate the wrestler because all he says is the same four words. Three words. Sorry, I can't count. I'm just so worked by the terrible Braun promos. But it's fine. He got stomped four times and lost, and he now has the most losses ever in Universal title matches, so. <laughs> Braun's a giant. He doesn't get to hold the belts. Nope. Look at workhorses like Kane. Kane has he, had hardly any world title runs, but. Yeah, didn't he have two? One of them was one day. Okay, that's. Yeah. And then the other one was Jesus. the. Uh, Heavyweight title, the world heavyweight title. So who cares? Yeah, yeah. Not me. I don't think it's the prettiest belt ever. I mean, I hate it. It's like just whatever. Whatever I see stuff about it, I just I see like, I see who's holding it at times. I'm like, hmm, there really was a B belt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But as a kid, I was always way more interested in it because it was like you know, Booker T or Rey Mysterio or Eddie Guerrero or Benoit and those guys were way more interesting to me opposed to the main belt which was just fucking always Triple H, right? Like in 2002, 2003. No, that was that was the heavyweight title. Oh. His Reign of Terror, that was the heavyweight title. Was it? Yep, because he got oh, he went to, they they wanted to give they didn't want a WCW guy to set up prestige for it. Oh my god, that's right. I remember now. <laughs> yep. I, I can see all of the poses with the with the big gold. Yeah. Jesus. That is just the worst thing I can think of in wrestling that I've seen. Just, wow, all those wrestlers are really cool and you're bringing over a lot of history. Well, I didn't do it, so I'm going to bury all of it into the fucking dirt. Why? It's cool. People like it. I don't care. I didn't, I didn't make it, so I'll, well, I'll care. All right, Vince. My... 
during this match, my mom was watching Monday Night Football, but she came downstairs to uh, she came downstairs after Braun kicked out at one out of one of the stomps, and as soon as he did that, I was I just like I rose up out of reclining my seat. I was like, oh, holy shit, this is this is this is good. Brock didn't kick out at one. Yeah. What what's going on here? Oh God, what the fuck? And then Seth goes f- goes for for another one. And then my mom's watching. He's like, "Do you think it's done now?" I was like, "Well, he just he just kicked out of it." And as su- my like my mom having twenty year wrestling memories, she sees Seth like grab one of the arms. She's like, "Oh, he's going for the pedigree. <laughs> it's yeah. over now." Like yeah. my, my mom just like telepathically knew that he was going for the pedigree, and uh, he did and won. <laughs> Which he won with the pedigree, and then thanked Hunter for it on Raw. <laughs> Pulling pulling out a uh someone else's finisher to put away someone is kind of cool. I, do I agree, that. especially one that you used in a in a darker time of your character's arc. Oh, um, did he do that when he was Corporation Seth? Yeah, he oh, d- he did yeah. the pedigree more than anything. Then that rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Was pretty cool to see. Pedigree is a good looking move. Hell yeah, it is. Uh, that's and Clash then, of... Oh, what's up? Yeah, it was. Seth Seth walked up the ramp, celebrated with his belt. Oh, shit, and I the, can't believe I forgot. I can't and then I forgot. the copyright logo pops up. So you're thinking, oh, man, time to grab my remote and turn it back to Big Bang Theory reruns. And before you can, before you can hear that, that first bazinga is <laughs> the power goes out. And immediately, everyone in the arena knows. I know. Everyone watching knows. It's Bray Wyatt. And oh, it takes a while, but he pops up, and they have, like, really good spooky, scary shots on his face. And they're, they do that for a while. And then the last time they pop on is he's doing the mandible claw to Seth. And then the lights go out, and they don't come back on. For the time it's on the network. Yeah. That's yeah. really good. <laughs> yes. Fiend is being booked really well. Uh, good transition here. We opened Monday Night Raw with Seth Rollins um, having some words about the mind games Bray Wyatt was trying to play with him. Or the Fiend. <laughs> How did how did this go for uh, for Seth Jury? Did he get through to his uh, his new potential rival? Uh, this is the only time someone's screaming at a pre-recorded video as a promo. I'm doing quotations here because this is a visual medium. Uh, <laughs> this is the only time that I thought that it worked, just because the weird like way the Firefly Funhouse is presented is. Uh, it worked for that, like I the way Bray reacted. Just reacted quotations again. Uh, <laughs> is uh, it, it it worked in a way that just enhanced it less than just like Braun Strowman yelling at Michael Shea and uh, Colin Jost just because uh, they they were just high on the set of SNL. <laughs> While Braun Strowman is going, get these hands. Get th- you're gonna, you're gonna, get, you better stop. You're gonna get these hands. 
he's talking and Bray's just like, hey man, I just wanted a new friend, but I haven't forgotten what you've done to me. Oh oh, no. The fiend, him? He doesn't like you. I I know what's happened. Uh, and you don't, you don't want to fuck with him. Uh, I think it was, uh, Ramblin' Rabbit popped up and was like, just get out of here. Seth, run. Seth, don't, don't do this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was rambling rabbit and we got bray wyatt throughout the rest of the night he ended his his video by going see you in hell and laughing which is good because they're going to do hell in a cell yeah. which is gonna be exciting and i have a feeling i'm gonna say right here how i think that match is gonna end i want to hear it because i'm gonna get to see that live here's person. what i think it'll end is because the fiend is too new and they want Seth to be the face champion. I think Seth is going to go for a stomp. and He'll either get it off or like almost get it. And the Fiend will get out of the way. And there will be a spot where Seth gets to... Has like a clear shot for it. But right before he lands it, power goes out. Power comes back on. He's gone. And the match oh. is just called off because he's gone. Because I don't think they're going to have Seth lose, and I don't think they're going to have The Fiend lose just yet, and that's, like, a cool way to do it. And if they do do this, I want some money. <laughs> I want some money? <laughs> yeah. I can't, I like, honestly, I think money. that's how the, it should end. I think something along those lines would be perfect, yeah. I think it would be perfect to do some shit like that, where it's just... Because, uh... Cause it's it could spooky be like, and supernatural, but also a DQ, pretty much, right? Like, and like on the Titantron on Raw or something, because they're not. They always just save shit for after the pay per view because they want to have people watch on TV as well. Even though it'd be fine if he like sent a message to him at the end of the pay per view as the copyright logo popped up, and he just gives like a cryptic, <coughs> cryptic message like I was able to keep the fiend back for now because it's not our time yet. No, it isn't, Seth. Uh... I, I saw you in hell, but we're gonna... This isn't our final confrontation just yet. And then he laughs in the music plays. Like, I think it'd be some kind of, like, spooky shit like that. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Yes, I'm excited for anything Fiend-related. Uh, <laughs> let's go through some more of Monday Night Raw, which was... Uh, Braun attacked her new tag teams. Uh, yeah, they had a tag team summit. Okay, <laughs> you're both you're both bad guys. We know bad guy teams. Uh, Cedric Alexander got pinned by AJ Styles. It was it was a pretty mean Styles clash. Like I like that setup. Uh, yep, that setup was. was really good. That's like so, that's something that Vince should see and be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't bury him, but. Maybe that's just a rumor. I'm sure Vince, like, doesn't do anything. He, like, has stuff semi-planned out, and then people like, Vince is burying him, and then he laughs to himself. It could be that, too. They could be setting up multiple failures for, so when he wins, he finally gets it. Because a spot like this doesn't seem like they're trying to get rid of Cedric Alexander. If they wanted to completely get rid of him, he would have gotten just flattened out a lot quicker. Because he goes for, like, a Rana or something like that. Uh, AJ Styles is on the top rope and he just catches him immediately 
And like as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh fuck, he doesn't get to win, but this is good. <laughs> and he just styles clashes him immediately. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I very much enjoy uh, the the Cedric Alexander AJ Styles stuff if it had any sort of weight to it and they were letting Cedric cut promos instead of just being guy who sacrifices body. Yeah. If it was an actual rivalry, it'd be A+. Oh yeah, Viking Raiders, you know. Uh, um, I, Ivar? Yeah, Ivar. Doing some crazy top rope shit. He did a cannonball off the top rope into... Eric, Luke, Gallows, and Carl Anderson, I believe. And one of them is definitely fucked up as a result, right? Like, that's a big man. That's a real big man. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, next. Ah, okay. Next we have our King of the Ring finals. Baron Corbin versus Chad Gable. This was a really long match for Monday Night Raw. Yeah, it is, but it was good. It was very good. So, do you have any spots or anything you want to talk about from this match? <sighs> this is this is such a good match. I was everyone was behind Chad Gable. It felt so good. He had him in multiple ankle locks he got him locked in like he he did on Shane McMahon the Baron Corbin was able to get he got he kicked out of the the deep six he was uh, Chad Gable put on a great showing yeah he did it made me feel good everyone was behind him oh it was a pay-per-view it was a I don't want to say mania atmosphere but it was like a a big pay-per-view main event atmosphere for this match this should have been on the the uh, the pay per view. Yeah, it it one hundred percent should have been, and they should have just not had Rowan versus Roman there. They could have just did yeah. done the Luke Harper reveal on SmackDown. Yeah, but. Well, I, I, I said, I, I don't think I, did I say it on the show? I can't remember. I know I said the joke to you and also tweeted the joke that Chad Gable wins. Every man can gets to put six foot in their t- dating profiles without being questioned. Because <laughs> he's short, you know? Ha ha. Imagine Chad Gable standing next to uh, Charlotte Flair and going like, I'm six foot. I am. <laughs> I swear it. <laughs> Sweet to God. <laughs> It was it was a fantastic match. Up until, yeah, uh, he uh, Chad Gable escaped an end of days, and was able to reverse it into an ankle lock, which went on for a while. But then uh, Corbin was able to get to the ropes, break the hold, and then Gable was so fired up. Uh, he was just he was just ready to put some offense on and then caught an end of days for real and he's now our 2019 king of the ring yeah 
like that's that's a good choice for for someone who who benefits from uh having more shit to brag about but it also feels bad that they're they're lacking on i feel like they're lacking on like established people with decent alignments like i I feel like the meanest heel they have is aj styles and the oc and then besides uh kofi and then vaguely roman just because he beat cancer uh they they have like two like super baby faces like seth and the women's division is kind of a mess with alignments you have you have heels, but then like stuff like Becky does a sh- to Sasha. I'm like, hmm, kind of sucks for Sasha. She didn't go that far. Uh, and they missed a chance to have just like a top underdog baby face, like perfect. Yeah, perfect. They kind and... of redeemed themselves the next night. That was good. That made me happy. That made me feel better about it, and that it's just a continuing program. That we're going to get the payoff later? Yeah. Um, (laughs) I get it. Baron Corbin is probably one of the better heels in all of wrestling right now, but it just would have felt really good. (laughs) You know, beating him in a grudge match later is not going to feel as good as Chad Gable getting to wear the the crown. So, but but it, it worked. And the match was fantastic. The match was probably close to as good as... I, it might actually be better than um, Orton Kofi from the night before. Yeah. I I just... <sighs> I just want good guys to have good moments sometimes. Yeah. I feel like... Re- wrestling should be the last place where we get that like the the last remaining place where we can still get that you should definitely so, build up bad guys but not to a point where it's like just always bad guys right? I, I feel seals. like this is this is a good time where you, you release the the you turn on the AC on Baron Corbin's heat by having Chad Gable take him out. Like, yeah, yeah. you release the pressure valve. You let it all burst with Chad Gable. You, you gotta do something. That's the point of building up heat, is so that it, eventually someone beats him. And it's a big deal. And it's like a vi- yeah. monumentous victory. And that's what everyone is rallying behind Chad Gable for this for. Is takes down the guy that we all hate. And this is a good time for it. Because he also, not only does he do that, but he gets an accolade. An accolade that people like Stone Cold Steve Austin, Bret Hart, uh, Harley Race, uh, Kurt Angle would be a good one in comparison for Chad Gable. Yeah. It's a bummer. I'm, I'm really sad about it. I actually kind of forgot about how sad I was about it when it happened. Um, it's okay. Afterwards, we got a gender reveal party for Maria Canellis's baby. This is I... the funniest fucking thing. This person gave it an F, but oh man, this person does not get what makes this fucking incredible. I, I wanna, I wanna hear, I 
<laughs> I want to hear you explain why it's funny because I think it's pretty funny, but maybe I'm missing something. You're not missing anything. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's funny for the exact fucking reasons it is. Mike Canellis <laughs> is a cuck. Gotcha. So. That's why uh, it's funny. M- M- Mike and Maria had a gender reveal party, and then they revealed that it was a boy, I guess. Yep. And, um. Okay. So then I guess Maria just started saying shit like. Well, okay, yeah, because because Mike well, she's was talking been saying to somebody... like you you couldn't be the father. Like she's been doing this for a little bit. She she has been, and then Mike was like, "I'm so proud," because all the dudes like Titus and Ricochet and Street Profits were there. Like, yeah, man, yeah, that's real cool. Good for you, man. That's great, little boy. <coughs> and then Maria was like, "Oh no, that's not his kid," because it's Ricochet's, and everyone was like, <gasps> and um then. Mike yelled at Ricochet to go out to the ring, and then we got to hang out with the Street Profits and Titus, and Titus was screaming they need to go settle it in the ring. And the Street Profits started talking about how it's going to be a baby on a pole match (laughs) when when the baby's born. And then Angelo Dawkins ensued that he's glad that she didn't say him because it might be his baby too. God, he's so fucking horny. Yeah, yes he is. <laughs> he is he is after like every single woman it seems. I can't yeah. remember he he mentioned someone else like last week or the week before that wasn't Nikki Cross. I can't remember. Yeah. But he did. And yeah. that's a character I'm sure is well liked backstage is Horn Dog cuz it's it's funny. Yeah. And and it there's is. there's avenues for him to get his like his come upins on that like hey, you don't always need to be after all the women, you know, like <laughs> there's 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 a ways for it to like you know like Tom and Jerry bite him in the ass right you know like yeah just cartoonish like hey Alexa what's going on and then and then she's just like oh yeah you want to hang out let's go somewhere quieter and then they go like a dark part with a bunch of production equipment and Braun just there and then you just hear a bunch of slamming like that's funny like what is Braun and not Buddy Murphy. <laughs> Gender reveal party. Where was I? I was talking about... Oh, yeah. Angelo Dawkins saying it was his baby. Very funny. So we got to the ring, and Ricochet's like, Dude, I don't know what she's talking about. It's not mine. So then they have a match, and Ricochet beats Mike Kanellis in, like, 20 seconds. Yeah, that's where they use the recoil. Yes. And then... Uh, Maria comes out with a mic and is like, God, you're so fucking pathetic. It's not even Ricochet's kid anyway. I was fucking with you. I'm just. I thought maybe you could be a man. Yeah. It's not. It's not Ricochet's baby because it's this guy's baby, and it's Rusev. Oh, oh, oh man! Rusev's that looking was jacked. That got a. That got a pop for me as soon as like the Bulgarian flag flipping in. It's like the Rusev Buga Blai Machka. I was yeah. like, oh shit! And I, I was laughing. Either. I couldn't believe it. Either. And he comes out and it's like. He lost, like, a whole Rusev. Like, yeah, he, he definitely has he lost, like, like 20, 30 pounds. He looks like he shed, like... His face, like, that's the thing I was focusing on. His face is so thin. Mm-hmm. It's Because his face got thin last year when he was focusing on that AJ Styles match, it seemed. Like, around that time. Mm. And now it's even thinner. Now it's even thinner. He, he's in great shape now. And then he... Beats the hell out of Mike Cucknellis. Is that good? Yeah. Alright. And uh, it's. Uh, 
I don't I don't go on Reddit. How do they feel about this? Do you know? I I, I don't I go on Squared Circle like once a week now. Okay. Because uh, so I, I haven't just... really seen anything about this. The gender reveal party or the Rusev reveal? Just the whole thing with Mike Canales. Everyone like every time we we pull up these recaps. Uh, I say check. They don't really like a lot of the Maria Canales stuff. I think it's okay. It's just I. There's stuff like this where it's like I feel like you're getting worked to a certain extent when you're like yeah. I can't believe they're just burying him like this. It's like there's there's something there. I think I think it's really funny. It's not it's like mean spirited funny, but it's still funny. It's like there's a certain point where they can I'm sure as a married couple who just got a renewed contract for a lot of money they could turn down something like this if they truly did not they would probably say like hey this this makes us uncomfortable there's all kinds of corporate pressures that could that could you know weigh on his shoulders like i don't want to say no we just got this big contract i don't want to fuck anything up right i personally wouldn't want to be a cuck in a storyline on a program watched by two million people and followed by like ten oh. million people worldwide. I'd but I mean if he's shit. if he <laughs> if he's comfortable, like that's his thing, you know, like it's fine. And and it's funny. I don't it, hate it. It's just I, I think it's it's like it we 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 ju- we say cuck because it's the uh that's just the inner term for it. it's uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin everyone's fun who's listening and be like, well, cuck is a consensual thing and it's part of a relationship dynamic. It's just it's funny that his wife is like, he has this Bulgarian guy's kid. And he's like, well, that's good. He's strong. He'd be a good dad. I I'm happy for you. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Jesus that's Christ. that's what that's Jesus what makes Christ. it funny. Is he's yeah. like defeated, but he's like. And this this is where this is where <laughs> I chased him after he was like I don't I don't care Maria it's fine and then he just gets his ass beat yeah. by Rusev. <laughs> I, I I have a feeling it's all it's all just gonna turn out to be like what she did with Ricochet is like I'm just I just want you to be a better dad and they like reconcile with it and like he has a, he pulls off a good victory against Rusev and she reveals this is all a thing we planned so this 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 yeah and it's like this is. This is also where I get on. We we can jokingly call him a cuck because it's funny, but uh, this is where I I make everyone upset and tell me I'm no fun by saying they're they're being wrong just by by calling someone a cuck because I guess it mostly just bothers me when people use it as a term for women being in control because that's how weirdos use it. Yeah, yeah, that's how like. <laughs> I'm gonna start using some terminology that's gonna get flagged. Uh, it's gonna get people going like "whoa," but that's how like bad MIGTOE people and like yeah. incels. <laughs> wow, you fucking paid for your girlfriend to get her nails done. You're cook. It's like I I, I want her to be happy. You just well, why don't you pay for herself? It was a gift, and you love someone, you give them gifts, right? Like that's <laughs> not the defining thing, but. It may, if it makes them happy, then they're happy. Which, if you care about them, then that makes you happy. Oh, you're just a cook. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you know how any of this works. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I I need to talk about our truth stuff because they're in Knoxville, Tennessee, and Mayor Glenn Jacobs is giving them a tour. And oh yeah, they're at the Volunteer Stadium. Yeah. The, the president 
has given them a tour as our truth puts Mr. it. Mr. President in Chief, he says, yeah, or whatever. <laughs> and Carmel is a little suspicious of him, which is understandable. But there's th- then they ha- they show that and it's like, wink, wink. We know who this is. It's it's like jarring to me because I'm like stricken with fear because the big red machine is right there and <laughs> no one's no one's scared. But it's also weird hearing him talk in like not even a gravity voice. Like he has a pretty like lighthearted voice, which is funny. <laughs> he does. Sounds like a jolly, like just a jolly big man. And <laughs> and then uh, he they're at a stadium, and he's like, "I want I want you to meet this guy." There's something with a police officer. He's like, "Well, actually, he's a referee." And R-Truth, like, he knows what's going on now, so he turns around to go run away, and I know what happens as soon as the ref pops up. He's going to turn around, run into the go- into the goalpost, and knock himself out. And that's what happens. Oh my god, yeah. And I, I want it to be known that the record books need to say, if they're talking about Kane's championship run, title history, all of that, they cannot include this. I demand that they do not include this on Kane's records. Because Glenn Jacobs is the one who held the title, not Kane. But he's corporate Kane, dude. I'm, I, that, that works. I think it's funnier that, like, out of gimmick be t- is hold, yeah, holding the title. That's that's Glenn, the that's Glenn the thing Jacobs that's funny like to that. me. Yeah. It's like if, uh... Uh... Like, Pamela Martinez was sma- SmackDown... Live women's champion, like <laughs> instead of Bailey, <laughs> does that concept is really funny to me. And yeah. uh, then, like right when they got back to the arena, our truth pinned him, and then he's like, "Hey man, you don't want this title, this forty-eight three title. It's twenty-four hours, seven days a week. You don't have time for that as as president in chief, Mister Mayor Executive." Rey Mysterio beat Cesaro. It's a good match, but yeah, it was solid. Uh, it's just I don't know. Maybe his Dominic talked him out of retiring. This shows that he doesn't need to retire. Cesaro puts on good matches. I like Cesaro a lot. I I, I think about regularly how much I like Cesaro. <laughs> um, I would say same, and I'm always really sad that he's just not doing stuff. Like, other than just, you know, putting other people over, I was really hoping for Cesaro's single push to, to get his singles push. But it's going to take a little bit longer. Yeah. But I, st- I still think it's coming. I still think it's coming. Uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus Bailey and Sasha Banks uh, uh. happened. I don't recall a whole lot from it. It's it's important because uh, they were they they won, and then they were going to hurt them more, and then Becky came out, and then Charlotte came out as well, and they kind of had like a Star Wars face off with the chairs. Oh, I remember that actually. Yeah, that was weird. And then they set up the Hell in a Cell match. I, I wish they, they weren't forcing it to be two versus two, because I, I think it would be better if Charlotte was just, like, in it for herself completely as a part of this, like, thing they have going on. Yeah. Like, she's thrown in as, like, a triple threat instead of just a two versus two, or she's, like, the reluctant partner 
Because, like, we know they were best friends before they were enemies a year ago. Right. Uh... Yeah. I... I don't really know. Um... I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, there's something about the stuff with Becky Lynch has been going on recently that feels very Stone Cold-ish, but also, like, not warranted in the same way Stone Cold's run was, right? Where he was being fucked over by a boss, which Becky's yeah. mean. That's, that's the thing that's, like, uh... It has me sliding away from it a little bit. Yeah. That's that's what made everything Stone Cold did that would that would make anyone else a heel. He was justified in doing it because he was being pushed around and screwed over by the evil boss. Stone Cold was the first person to be fired. So, yeah. like like that. But with Becky, it's just I I think it's just kind of an age we live in where you want those satisfying, cool bad guys get what they deserve thing, instant gratification. Uh, Vine, post Vine world we live in. I'm an old grandpa. Post Vine, I want my wrestling promos in seven seconds. Remember when they put the words on screen? That was fun. Fuck! There's so <laughs> many things that I just keep forgetting about, and you keep ruining my day by bringing back to me. That's what I'm here for. Remember Butt Ugly Martians? <laughs> oh my God! That's not even wrestling related. That's just. <laughs> Mean. <laughs> we're going to get a, a message because this is what happens when you make fun of something that existed when someone else was a child. Hey, that was pretty good, actually. Oh, but Ugly Martians was not, and I'll die on that hill. <laughs> I don't think uh, I even need to. Was Bud Ugly Martians better than Lacey Evans? <laughs> yes. No. No. I like this, Lacey Evans better than Bud Ugly Martians. This match, a, this match is just... Stuff a, this match them. was just... Uh, Lacey Evans got, has to look good. Uh, yeah. it's this is what they should have been doing with her nine months ago. Yep. Uh, here's here's the only thing I really have to say is remember Dana Brooks music hits. I'm like, man, I like I like Dana Brooks. Then she just the fucking Mortal Kombat entrance cutscene front flip on the top of the ramp, no effort. I'm like, Jesus Christ, Lexi. why doesn't she get to do more? Every time she does that flip, I'm just like, fuck! Because she is bad on the mic. That's pretty much it. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's all I can think of. That that She she seems timid in the ring, too, sometimes. So our main event of Raw was Seth Rollins versus Robert Roode. As soon as they said this was the match, I was like, huh. That's, uh, that's weird that they that's set this up. It feels like bad booking. Something. They're back to bad booking already. Yeah, but I don't care about the match. <laughs> uh, not particularly. It but at be- least they're <laughs> trying with Robert Roode. Really, that's <laughs> it. It just became a uh, a big fucking brawl in the ring with a bu- all, a bu- the OC coming and attacking, and then we get the fire and Kane walks down, and then I'm like, hmm, did they really just bring him in to? To, to just get a pop from people because they're in his hometown. It's like, that's that's fine. Seth needs some help. No one's really getting yeah. hurt here when it's five versus one. Yeah. And then 
they've cleared the ring. He's standing in the ring, and we're like, hell yeah, the big red machine Kane came out to help. And the power starts to go out. <laughs> and then I get real fucking excited. And that power comes back on, and the fiend has Kane in the mandible claw. Oh my god. He's taking out so many legends. It's so satisfying. Yeah, it is. If if it doesn't end up with him uh, putting Triple H out... Uh, oh my god. That'd be nuts. Uh, something... We, we gotta... Since Firefly Funhouse kept popping out throughout the day, throughout the night... And we were seeing, like, him hanging up pictures of people with X's crossover. He's the one who beat them. Like Finn Balor and Mick Foley and Kurt Angle. And, uh... Something else that I thought was... I'm wondering if they just played it off like it was a fiend when the graphics were upside down at the beginning of the show. I was wondering if, like, someone fucked up. And then they're just like, the the fiend's messing with the broadcast! yeah. Yeah. Either, at first, I was like, someone's losing their job. And I was like, oh, wait, it could be Bray Wyatt. And they're like, Bray Wyatt's messing with the broadcast. And then the, sh- the show ended on, like, a distorted version, extended version of the Firefly Funhouse Firefly theme. Firefly Funhouse theme, yeah. That was that's, very cool. That's a really cool way to go off air. So, Raw was alright. Raw had some good stuff. Yeah. What about SmackDown. SmackDown opened with, um, a pretty terrible moment. (laughs) So, SmackDown opens with the New Day and, uh, the Revival and Randy Orton come out because, you know, I I thought, I thought you, you got hit the nail on the head. They're going to have a winner takes all at Hell in a Cell. I was like, they're setting it up. Yep. That's what they're going to do. And I... (laughs) They uh, and then Kofi just pretty handily wins <laughs> the match for him. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, oh man, this feels good. And then I hear, and I I just scream, no, <laughs> like like the Michael Scott video, like that's me screaming at my TV and my mom looking at me concerned because she always forgets Brock Lesnar's music. Yeah, it's hard to remember it when you only hear it like four times a year. And I, I just was immediately put in a bad mood. <laughs> it's because I know maddening. what's happening. Uh, she comes out and challenges Kofi for for the WWE t- Championship at the TV premiere for SmackDown Live on Fox, and F fives him. And then here's here's the best part. Brock hasn't wrestled on TV in 15 years. His last televised match, 2003. as his last on-broadcast match. Not pay-per-view, not WWE Network match. 2003. 15 years. He doesn't so do this on TV. definitely winning that match. That's, that's the thing. I don't, I don't want to watch it. Like A friend of mine quote retweeted it and said, I don't even want to watch this. After he said, like, I know what's happening. It's like, yeah, because of this, I, he doesn't wrestle on TV and suddenly is. I know it's going to happen. He's like, yeah, there's no point. Like, it's just it's just going to put me in a bad mood. It's going to be the main event. I'm going to sit through two hours of what's, what could be a really cool premiere just in dread of something that'll happen. And there's 
there's so much more I was like thinking about it earlier today because I knew we'd have to talk about it it's just there's so much more to it than like it, this is one of those things it's like do you, do you take the good route or do you just take what claims to be money they everyone says Brock Lesnar's a draw I don't I I don't get it I don't know I feel like it, it doesn't make any sense in my brain that someone hears Brock Lesnar and think oh he's good in UFC I'm gonna watch him do the thing I think is fake and gay yeah, that doesn't yeah, track in my mind. I don't. I don't think people feel like that. I don't think that if he's a draw, then how come when he's Universal Champion, people don't watch Raw? Yeah, exactly. He's not really a draw, so I don't. I don't rightfully know what the point is. Who 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 had the quote where? Uh, who had the quote where it was like? Vince McMahon pays Brock Lesnar millions of dollars to ruin his business. Moxley. Is it, yeah. That's... Okay. And John is 100% right. That's what popped up in my head as soon as this happened. Yep. Same too. I just couldn't remember who it was. Brock Lesnar yeah. is paid millions of dollars by Vince McMahon so he can ruin Vince McMahon's business. And it's going to happen again. It and feels- and it's it, it has me further concerned about SmackDown because... There's positioning SmackDown on Fox, and they're going to have the show on Fox Sports Network with Booker T and Renee Young, and um, they're going to you know treat it like a sport because Fox wants to treat it like a sport. So they have Brock Lesnar there, football player, UFC star. When Ronda Rousey comes back, she'll be on SmackDown too. So they're going to take the show with the arguably better writers and just kind of ham all of the fucking sports stars into it, right? All of the, quote, big draws onto it. And it would actually be served better to get people excited for what the product is with people like Becky Lynch and Roman Reigns and um, Seth Rollins and people like that that are just good technical wrestlers, good, you know, at wrestling things opposed to just, oh, we just think he's a big name, so we're going to put him here. So it's just already kind of a disappointing transition that we're still a couple weeks away from. Actually seeing how it plays out. It's already kind of disappointing that they're just going like, yeah, you know what, all this cool fairy tale stuff with uh, with, with Kofi, it's over. Just so It's over because we think we can make money off of this. Which, this might actually be the time to do it. Because, like, Fox premiere is probably going to have like 10 million people watching or fucking whatever like how many people watch fox every night just because they're watching syndicated family guy of tons so they're probably going to have i i would assume at least five to seven million people watching that night they know who brock lesnar is brock lesnar beats this fucking dude that they've never seen before so brock lesnar's good i'm gonna keep watching the show for a couple weeks but are they gonna capitalize on that who knows are they actually gonna have good talent show, show out and have good matches like Alistair Black and, you know, Cesaro and Mustafa Ali. Who knows? But it's it's a bummer how this, this is how it's going to end. And it's a bummer that another avenue for... Or another, like, reason we're going down this avenue is probably to have Seth versus Brock again at Survivor Series in a, a month and a half. Which I'm not interested in seeing again at all in any way. This is not sarcasm, I swear. I don't care about Seth versus Brock again. It's done. He beat him. He beat him twice. Brock wrestling on TV is a big deal because he doesn't wrestle on TV. Uh, But I feel like that's part of why he wants to keep his WWE contract is because he doesn't have to do shit. 
He doesn't have to do anything. And I feel like starting off your brand new uh, network that you're on with a champion who doesn't show up and wrestle is really bad. Yeah. They're they're probably mentally treating it as like a reset cuz like no they don't no one knows who Kofi is, which is probably the mentality, which is right. Like there's 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 definitely some things about it that's like yeah, it's a it's a it's a good thing to do, I guess, but it still just sucks. Like at least have a DQ and go to hell in the cell. Like that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping. But if he does win, it'll be fucking incredible, and I will fall to the ground crying. <laughs> yeah, if Co- if Kofi beats Brock Lesnar on the Fox premiere of of, of SmackDown, I'm just gonna cry. <laughs> like, no, no way. Like, there's no way that's gonna happen. If, I, if Brock is willing to do the job for Kofi, that is that is money. That is bigger than the WrestleMania victory. That yep. is just. That is cementing it. It's something we talked about with the Money in the Bank. And, like, Clash of Champions. Like, Clash of Champions... No, see, I, I did it now. I'm fucking... The see, Survivor Series, because it's such a bad name. Uh, yep. The Survivor Series. Like, the reason why that idea in the back of my head was kind of able to work is because there's nothing really on the line. So Kofi could just, like... Brock... They could, they could have Brock cartoonishly slip up and then Kofi... Because he's not used to wrestling. Such a scrawny baby man or something. I don't know. And Kofi hits him with the Trouble in Paradise. And Brock is like, Oh god, I just got hit. And gets pinned. And he doesn't lose anything. And that's why I was willing to believe that they could... That that was an idea in the back I was able to play with and comfortable with. But uh, a match for the WWE Championship makes me feel bad. A belt that he's had pretty recently, even... When is that premiere? The fourth. Yep. You you know why this will be supremo with extra onions on top? Bad if Brock just flat out beats Kofi uh, at the SmackDown premiere on the fourth. People go over to Dynamite. Um, a little bit of that. Mostly, do you remember the Raw after Mania? What, Rollins what versus it? Kingston, uh, you know, oh. winner take all. I'll see you later after they had to team up. Yeah, Survivor Series the opportunity to do that. Rollins versus Kingston is a fucking five star match if you give it twenty twenty five minutes. Yeah, and if you just throw that away to do Rollins versus Lesnar again and have Lesnar at a fifth consecutive Survivor Series or whatever the hell it is, screw you. I'm just watching NXT and AEW. Like, I, I'm... This is bad. It's bad because it's just going to make me so upset I don't want to watch SmackDown anymore. <laughs> if he just flat out beats Kofi, that is really stupid. Yeah. After that, Eric Rowan was interviewed by Michael Cole, and he is actually pretty good at cutting a promo and being interviewed. Yeah. He talked about how he wasn't a puppet. Yep. Um, he's more than some grunt in the background, and he said, the entire WWE is going to learn to never disrespect me again. Uh, this here said C-, minus. I think it was like a... It was, I don't want to give it an arbitrary grade, but it was good. It was... I think it was good, and he's intimidating enough on the mic. And the Michael Cole interview setup, I think, is solid. Uh, after that, Shinsuke Nakamura had a non-title match against Mustafa Ali. 
Um, I forgot this match happened. I want to say it was pretty solid, but I don't remember much from it other than... Uh, basically, they just... It was quick, because they just had... They just attacked him right away and were beating him down. Um, okay. Okay, yeah. Uh, the next segment, Shane McMahon uh, talks about firing Kevin Owens. Uh, Kevin Owens is in the audience because he bought a ticket. It's pretty pretty funny. Um, I guess Kevin Owens is suing Shane McMahon for $25 million worth of damages for wrongful termination or something. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure if you get fired because you won't uh, do something negative for your boss, that's wrongful termination. So he has a good suit. This is a weird angle. As, as soon as he got those papers, I knew what was going on. <laughs> it's a hella weird angle. Um, I feel like they just halted all of Kevin Owens' incredible momentum. Yeah, they they don't want to move the title off Kofi to him, so this is probably their their brain thought on how to make it work. It's it, you can continue to do KO versus Shane, but I don't, I don't want KO versus Shane. I I, I don't either, <laughs> but I mean. Who, who knows really what they're doing with this. Um, Owens left through the crowd after saying, uh, after saying, now all I want to do is hurt you. Um, yeah. We'll see where this goes. It's, it's really kind of in transition, it feels, right now. Uh, a member of Migos was there for Charlotte Flair because the Migos did a uh, song involving Ric Flair drip, I guess, mm-hmm. at some point. So Offset was wearing a Ric Flair robe and introduced Charlotte Flair when she came out and Charlotte had a match against Sasha Banks. I forgot about this match, too. Yeah, it seemed to be continuing the beats from Clash of Champions. Yeah, the only thing with this is why did Carmella come out to like help? That was I, weird. <laughs> maybe they're trying to get her back into stuff and get her away from our truth. That that would make sense. She hasn't really like her role in the R Truth saga right now is to is to be like the little Babysitter. girl from Johnny Bravo. That, that too, yeah. Out with Johnny Bravo, that's just who she is. Just. Johnny Bravo going like, I like hoagies, and the little girl being like, Johnny, we're at a we're 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 at an ice creamery. There's no hoagies here. And he's like, oh dang, like that's <laughs> that's kind of like her whole role, and to be carried around by Archie. I think that I think I still think the shots of like everyone running out towards them, and then them like cartoon looking at each other, and then Carmela hopping up on on <laughs> Archie's back, piggyback style, and then running away is pretty funny. But, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think bringing Carmella back into the fold is good. She, she got better last year, right? Like, the the James Ellsworth stuff wasn't great. Well, she's but, better as a face. I I think so too. And I she so she's too. just a good wrestler, and as a heel, she she didn't get the chances to show off how she's actually good at wrestling. Because her dad was a, was like a jobber guy in the nineties. Really? Yes. That's cool. I did she, not know that. She, I heard her. She talked about it on some like network thing, 
not like oh, not even a network thing, a YouTube thing they have where people talk Ooh. about how their parents were wrestlers, whatever. And then on the network at the most recent Table for Three, it's her, Mandy Rose, and Tori Wilson. Oh. And she's right. talking about like how she refuses to let her dad backstage because she knows her dad will, will go up to Vince and be like, hey, remember me? And she knows Vince will be like, who are you? And she doesn't want Aww. her dad to deal with that. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he was like a jobber guy in like the 90s. Like Second early. generation superstar. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't know that. So that's why she's good. That's par- partially why she's really good. <laughs> she she could be good as a heel too. They just need her to do like actually shitty things, not like I'm gonna wake make this crowd watch my my like highlight reel three times in a row. They need to do stuff where like I think if she does like she not just cowardly, people. like if she's mean. Yes, yes, she needs to be almost Sasha Banks mean, and that's probably why they didn't want to do that because you have two of the same type of heel then essentially. I think they just need her to put someone in like the coat of silence, and then they, they're knocked out. Like she doesn't let go. Yeah, and then she just kind of talks shit to them while they're like gets in their face, like stone cold almost, yeah. without all the head bobbing, and it's just yelling at them. <laughs> have and definitely, if they do all the horsewomen on one brand, I think that's a good idea. I don't know if they're gonna do it, but have her. If you want to make her a heel, or if you want to turn her at some point, have her drafted on the opposite brand from Sasha Banks. Because when they're heels, I think they're too similar, or yeah. the potential for <laughs> Carmella is too similar to what Sasha could be. So, I said I was gonna talk about this at the Mike Canell thing that I forgot in my brain, but oh, uh, Carmella coming out at this also goes into that. The reason why I think they had the promos for AOP, whether talking their native right. languages and also talking about why uh they don't have matches which is a good way to spin it's like everyone's scared of us uh yes they, the reason they have rusev come out the reason they have carmella come out like they they all these like reason they're trying to raise the stock of robert rude is they're having the draft the week after the smackdown premiere so they want us to be invested on almost every pick they have yeah it's pretty smart So when Carmella gets drafted to a certain thing, uh, we'll uh, we can be excited because is she gonna be mean? Is she gonna be like make an impact in this in this new like pool or something? And uh, I don't I, I haven't watched any of the past drafts. I can vaguely remember the first draft they did, but to me a draft for wrestling is really exciting. Probably in the same way the NFL draft is exciting to my mom. So yeah, it's it's honestly more exciting because with football players, it's like with 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 any athletes, it's like, are they going to transition well, blah, 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 you know, all this other sports shit with wrestling. It's just like, oh, cool. I like that person. Oh, cool. That person's a good opponent for that person. Oh, cool. Those three might be in a stable now. Yeah. I like that's why it's and they'll definitely have have better have a shot, have like a spot that's like it. Where, like, people who have a history, they'll be like, and coming to SmackDown, coming to Raw is The Miz. And then and coming to Raw is Daniel Bryan. <gasps> yeah. Like, yeah, they'll definitely they'll definitely have, they'll like... They'll do stuff like that. I don't think that's one they'll do now, because they're just so far removed from each other at this point. But just something like that. Yeah. I hope they can naturally build to that in a good way again, because that was... Yeah, a, a reversal of alignment for that matchup is something we need to see. Yes, yes. 
That's why I was kind of hoping Miz would beat Nakamura, so then he would have something that Daniel Bryan could go after. Nah. But people would be mad. Daniel Bryan is just at the IC title. Like, uh so what? <laughs> <laughs> I know that's how people felt when he he won his last IC titles. Like he went from a WWE title to a, a ladder match, which is dangerous for the IC title. So it's... Yeah. <laughs> That's, I, I, yeah, it's the same thing right. that happens. Like Randy Orton, the USA picture. He should be a main eventer. It's like, well, how many how many fucking pay per views has he main evented already? <laughs> so after that was uh, Baron Corbin's <laughs> King of the Ring coronation. Uh, this was good because they're setting up. Like I said earlier, they're they're it's a continuing program. He's ready to celebrate. And then Chad Gable just came out like, fuck this, and just destroyed everything in the ring. Stomped and on the throne and broke the scepter, which flew at Corey Graves. This is, this is exciting. I think this is, this all, this, like, almost makes up for it. The only, the only thing is, like I said, with Chad Gable winning is, like, he, he is given something along with uh, beating Baron Corbin and releasing all that heat. Like yeah. taking advantage of all that, like, there. This is still good because he gets to ruin something for Baron Corbin, but it's not as satisfying because he's not he doesn't have like a visual representation of what he's overcome. You know, like a story. <laughs> yeah, I always I always feel wow. like I'm I'm no saying way. something. I always feel like I'm bi- doing something stupid when I expect like things. I don't know. That's that's just weird. It's like I, I'm sure that's the same thing. Like when people like it needs to go back to how it was in the Attitude Era, and then you're looking at like 45 minutes into Raw 20 years ago. I'm sure 45 minutes into Raw 20 years ago wasn't fucking straight fire. But N- no, you got Dean Malenko going on a date with Lita. And you're like, Why would you fuck me? <laughs> like <laughs> that's what that is. <laughs> Yeah. That's 45 minutes into Raw 20 years ago. <laughs> Incel Malenko. <laughs> uh, it, it was. It felt good and everyone was cheering for him. Baron Corbin was like about to cry when he saw that dollar store crown stomped. <laughs> dollar store crown! Heavy Machinery beat the B-team. It's... Uh, also, Otis, Otis keeps Dojevich. exposing his belly. Well, he has new gear now. He doesn't wear the singlet. He just has the, like, underwear. Yeah. <laughs> and we ended the show with uh, Daniel Bryan responding to Rowan. And uh, I feel like they're they're setting up Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan versus the Bludgeon Brothers. Which is... Yeah. That's, that, that'll be fun. They're just trying to think of any way to make sure they can get any good stuff going for Roman before they try and put him into something involving a title. That's 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 like in the back of my brain what they're doing. They're not just doing here's our top guy and who everyone loves team it together. It's well if he teams with Daniel Bryan and they have a victory, people will be fine if Roman wins the United States Championship, maybe? Huh? Maybe? Probably. Probably. <laughs> the, I wanna see Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns really bad. But Me too. I know the implosion that will happen in IWC if that happens. See, fuck him. I don't give a shit. 
but <laughs> Jory's Michael Jordan fucked him kids moment. Exactly. That's that's me about anyone online. But with like with the stuff, I, it's just making me think like WWE is texting someone like, "What would you do if I was there with you?" Ha ha. Just kidding. Ha ha. J K J K. Lol. Lol. Colon P. Ha ha. Which wrestling promotion is a reply guy? Is that Impact? <laughs> In, uh. Uh, evolve. I don't know. Ooh, evolve just works with them. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on here. Um, but it could end up being pretty solid. Daniel Bryan just got uh, laid out, as did Roman. And then they beat. That's this is the, my favorite part about this segment. When usually when security comes out to stop people, they just kind of go like get get in between them, and then you know this copyright logo hits. Luke Harper and Rowan just started throwing the security guards <laughs> around like ragdolls and like fucking suplexing them onto exposed concrete and shit like that. And I was like, oh my god, it's like it's like little Pikmin getting murdered. Like it was, it was horrifying. <laughs> Just killing the shit out of them. Yeah. Oh my god, it was great. That's my favorite part about SmackDown, actually. That is my favorite part about the whole show, is them just throwing around security guards. It's terrifying. Uh, that's... Do you want to talk about the NXT USA debut? Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong main event? Uh... It's a good idea to have Undisputed Era hold all the gold for their yes. premiere. <laughs> that's that's it was very a great smart. TV premiere. It was a great it was a great TV match. Premiere. And also, if Candice LeRae doesn't uh, beat Shayna Baszler, guess who's watching uh, AEW Dynamite every week for the next year? Raw and Dynamite. If if Brock Lesnar wins and Shayna Baszler wins, I'm just watching Raw and Dynamite. That's it. Like, I'm like, not watching anything else. With with Candice LeRae, she's the only one who hasn't had a title opportunity against Shayna Baszler. Uh, the other three had, and they all lost. Um, yep. All of them had lost like pretty decisively too, which is fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, Especially for Bianca, that's the one that in and Io, but Bianca's supposed to be like a powerhouse. Like yeah, that's they just tried to play up an experience in that match, and that was frustrating. Uh, Candice LeRae needs; she's the most happy, fun, sunshine, good story, and they can give us the fucking the moment that we got with Johnny. She wins the title, and Johnny runs out for her. Yeah, I'm sure I would love that. So some going what a cook like that's what that's someone someone will say it like it's funny to you because you know that'll happen right yeah 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 it's like <laughs> why isn't she celebrating your victories the she did she did what are you talking about it's cook all right and then they'll go to Disneyland like <laughs> she'll Aww. go to Disneyland with the NXT Women's Title that'll be cool oh yeah that is cool I like that but. Uh, yeah, and Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong was really good. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Even though I wanted Velveteen Dream to win. (laughs) Me too. Me too. I was really bummed. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it's... 
It was a good premiere. I didn't get to watch the second half because I guess there was just overall errors going on with it the wwe network at the time probably some issues with like switching live from usa to network and stuff i think that's probably what caused problems but from uh until AEW premieres the first half is going to be on usa second half is going to be on the network yeah and i think a lot of that has to do with um i was thinking about it and i was like that's really stupid why are they just positioning it like that but i realized until AEW premieres one of USA's most successful, like, original dramas is having its final three episodes right after NXT. Yeah. Or two episodes. Suits is ending, so that's probably <laughs> why it's actually happening. They were like, oh, fuck, Meghan Markle's gone. We gotta end the show. <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta bring in a... a, uh, a, a One of the most toxic people in all of Hollywood and entertainment to work with to end the show. <laughs> Catherine Heigl is apparently impossible to deal with and acts like a like a, a caricature of a Hollywood superstar. That's really funny. Yeah. Uh, so, we're at the end of the show. What do you want to plug, Cameron? My Twitter, at Cam Hambone. You can find me tweeting about wrestling and video games and uh, that I look like Morpheus... See if I put on my cool sunglasses. Uh, Do you ever sing the Hannibal Burris song? What's the Hannibal Burris song? It was on the it was on uh, Eric Andre show where he's like wearing glass sunglasses like that. And he's like Morpheus, Orpheus, Dorpheus. Oh, yeah, I yeah. I, the first time I put them on was in Denver, and Sean just was laughing so hard at me. And then he's like, you look like this. And he showed me that video. And then I was just doing it that whole night while we were just hammered in Denver. Morpheus. Morpheus. <laughs> Dorfia. I remember that. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah. I look like Morpheus, but with better hair. What about you, Jory? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at no, I'm Jory, Where you can, uh, you can see my tweets about stuff. There's video games and anime and all sorts of fun stuff i have anime other podcasts like like uh you know we are watching one piece where i watch one piece and talk about it with my friend joe who's pretty much caught up on it i need to watch some more one piece soon actually so we can record a new episode uh and also Finally available on the Orange Groves Network, a Citizen Hank, King of the Hill discussion podcast featuring three episodes with my wrestling podcast co-host Cam Hambone, where we talk about King of the Hill and why it's the best animated sitcom ever made. And someone on the Orange Groves last night brought to my attention that I compare Peggy Hill to Baron Corbin in an episode. So if you want to hear that, go listen to Citizen oh, Hank, a King of the Hill discussion it's podcast. All coming back. I think I think I probably brought up something about how Peggy thinks she's the best, and then you're like, like Baron Corbin. That's probably what it was. Yeah. Yes, it's really funny. <laughs> Peggy Hill is the funny. ultimate heel. I think, like, I think one of the episodes with Joe, I was like, Peggy Hill, like, fills me with more rage than any other, than, like, the worst heel and they're like, even like like Triple H and stuff. I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's I don't I don't feel like I hate Peggy. She just is like an annoying mom, you know. Like, see, I hate Peggy. 
You want to pedigree Peggy through there's, the announcer's table? There's an episode where I'll tell it to you like as soon as we hit stop that just there's no excuse for the way she acts and what the rest of the Is it the one with the, the safe and the Mensa people? That one's good. I like that one. Okay. That one's acceptable because um, that's a bad guy. I'll talk about it then. But there's 12 episodes. The first 12 episodes of the show first season are all available to listen to right now. Different guests for episodes. Uh, most of them have their own shows here on the Orange Groves Network. I have Sahana and Kat each on their own episodes from Summer Twilight Book Club. Joe from ha- almost all the shows on this network. Uh, <laughs> uh, former professional wrestler Rob Matter, Chris Hutton from Nervous Rex on... Two episodes. Uh, my friend Brady, who doesn't exist online, is on two episodes. Smart man. I'm I'm really hoping for him to become like a hit star. And just every time I see him, it's like, yeah, everyone keeps talking about you in Discord. <laughs> I, I hope so, too. And then we can do a podcast with Brady where we play tabletop games. That's a good idea. Yeah. And then have an episode with my little friend Destin, who does cool videos and stuff. So... All sorts. It's good discussion on King of the Hill. What makes it a great show? Uh, some of the stuff that's like questionable about it, and overall, it's just it's nice. Good companion for watching through King of the Hill. Yeah. I have a question for you. Oh boy. Why what have is you it? not? Why have you not downloaded Peggy in in two K yet, and just lowered all of her stats and have her get her ass kicked? Uh, no one's made a Peggy, and because two K doesn't do intergender wrestling. <laughs> I was just imagining like Sasha Banks and Oscar in a handicap nope. match against Peggy. It needs to be me, but it needs to be you. And I can't stop thinking about Triple H pedigreeing Peggy through an announcer's no, table. No, here's now. I, I, I think I said it on the that. show. And I've made this joke multiple times. But here's what it is: Peggy Hill, her her finisher is a mandible claw, but it's with her big ass fucking foot. <laughs> and she's yeah. a, she's about to do that, and then like Hornswoggle, Dale comes out of the bottom of the the ring, like, shasha, and then he goes pocket sand <laughs> while the ref isn't looking, and then I be, I'm able to get her with uh, my finisher, uh, taste you can't see because Crystal Pepsi, and all that <laughs> is is I'm sure this is actually dangerous, but it's a ra- it's like the Rainmaker but from behind. <laughs> That's what my finisher is. I've put a lot of thought about into this thing that'll probably never happen. <laughs> Killing a fictional woman in the ring? <laughs> like that, me having a wrestling finisher. I uh, like that part. You should know that part. Yeah, but I do that, and then I get the pin. <laughs> and in part of the match, I do the, that's my purse, and I go to kick her, but like in the episode, she doesn't have testicles, so it doesn't do anything. Oh. Uh, Bill, before Dale comes out, Bill runs to the ring and tries to help out Peggy, but I just look at him like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Mm, yeah, he, <laughs> he, he does the later season sound. Like, mm, the wimp, the dog whimpering <laughs> yeah. makes sense to do. <laughs> I love the Bill dog whimpering. It's uh. sad. <laughs> uh. Also CM Punk's there. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Oh.
Hello, you beautiful blood-sucking babes. I'm Sahana. And I'm Kat. And we're the hosts of Summer Twilight Book Club, a podcast where two dumb bitches with social work degrees reread the four horniest books of their teenage years. If you're at all curious about any of the following, this is the podcast for you. Does Bella Swan have a car crash fetish? Yes. I am telling you right now, the answer is yes. Does Stephanie Meyer understand healthy relationship boundaries? Has Bella Swan ever had a secure attachment in her life? How has Twilight impacted the societal and my personal conceptions of romance? Why does Stephanie Meyer owe Sahana and all other brown people reparations? Why is Edward Cullen so into edging? You can find Summer Twilight Book Club at theorangegrows.com or on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you access podcasts to find out.